0: Rabbi a good morning. A boker tov. A good erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, kodesh parshas v'eschanon. Parshas v'eschanon, tovshin pey The parsha which Moshe Rabbeinu beseeches Hakadosh Baruch Hu to enter into the land of Eretz Israel. and it's also a gavaldik a Shabbas Shabbos because it's Shabbos Nachamu, which we know the Navi Yeshaya says Nachamu Nachamu, Omar, Hashem elekeichem. We speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu comforting us. So this is another aspect which we'll discuss a little bit more in detail. And that concept of asking for comfort and getting comfort from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And also it happens to be that this Shabbos is a Shabbos of the 15th of Av, which the Gemara tells us, So we see it was a great, great yontif. And this is the the Yantav of Shiduchim. And we have to ourselves personally express a great, great gratitude to, to Baruch Hu that we were Zochet and that our granddaughter Miriam Silvia Margolius, the daughter of our son in law Rebel Yeshayah, Yeshaya Rebelli, and my daughter Yael Margolius was zochet to have an engagement to her chassin, Shlomo Feiler, from Neve Yaakov, wonderful family and a wonderful chassin. And we want to express our thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on, that on this uh, momentous occasion, close to Tuba'av, we are zokh to such a wonderful, wonderful bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we want to give shavach Voidoya to the Rebbeinu Shalom. And to express that we should all be zokh in good health, together with Kla Yisrael and the coming of Mashiach, Tzidkein, and Heir Yamein, Vamein. There's two parts to this particular uh, podcast, and I want to jump in, first of all, into some psukim, and to say some quick insights into the parsha. There's so much packed into this parasha, the parasha of Eshanon. On the second half, you're like going to hear more insights into the words of Eschanon and the beseeching of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, T'Hol Kodesh Baruch But now we want to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, um, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Moshe Rabbeinu is beseeching. As Rashi says, I'm asking you, please let me go out, let me enter into the land. Right? First he says, I should pass over and then I should see the land. Which land? The good land. This unbelievable place, which is the mountain, Rashi says, the mountains of Yishalayim, and Lavanan is the of HaMiknash, because you know the of HaMiknash was malabing the Averis from Klal Yisrael. But we see that um, the, the Torah describes Eretz Yisrael, and especially Yushalayim as being it's ha'toyvah. I saw brought down at the Sefer from him, Tzvi Meyer that he speaks about that the inyanim of <coughs> Taiv, that a is Taiv, t- kadosh baruch is a Taiva a matav. This is an aspect that we should all try to inculcate into our into our um, minds and into our hearts, especially during these days of mechazik the inyan of of tav. As we know, the Rebbeinu Shem is called Taiv. Like it says, In His goodness, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always making a new, His ma'yaseb reishis. We say, So um, we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the mida of Taiv, and we should try to emulate the midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ta'iv, Noyam is pleasant. So this is the attitude that we should all try our utmost to be mechazek during these days. How we can somehow implant into ourselves and into our surroundings the concept of seeing good? We know that the 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 whole main main part of the chet of the of the sitra achir of the Yetzirah was that he was ma'ariv. The good with the evil, he he, he mixed them, until that point. Other marishim before the chet, everything was separate. So we see that the Yetzirah, that what he does is he tries to he tries to diminish the power of the tayv. But if a person is able to bring himself to the matzah where everything he sees is tayv, and he's boicher then he's, it's a it's a a, a concept of like other marishim kada He's being, he's being Mavira, the toiv from the ra. That's the whole inyan of what the toiv allows us to do. The toiv is called toiv. Ki nasati lachem. And the yei tzuhara, we realize he has many, many shamas, but the main shame that we have is the yei tzuhara, which is ra. He shows us what ra is, and sometimes he does it in a confusing way. But the iker inyan is that the toiv... If we'll be re'e b'tuv yishalayim koyim mechayach, if a person will see taif, and if a person will be mechadish b'tuvah 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 yom, tom bit ma'asev, re'esh, jesakadosh mechadish, the tuvah, we also can be mechadish to taif. And that's the Indian why Rosh of we know that Aaron HaKoyim was nifter, Aaron HaKoyim was one of his toiv v'meitiv as haneris. Aaron HaKoyim is oiv shalom, roidiv shalom, he's meitiv as haneris. So this is the time where we can emulate the Inyan of Taif. The the, the month of of is the ice test. The ice test is the mid of taif. So what we see is that even and this is really the answer of what the Nachama is. The Nechama is truly about seeing that really HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really a metaf. And when sometimes when we see things that are happening and we're not sure why they're happening, and there are a lot of tragedies that go on in the world. And their are continue to go on in the world, but we have to realize that a Kodesh Baruch is really a type, just, you know, I saw uh, just in the newspaper this morning, one of the great rosh here in Eretz Yisrael, Kain, one of the rishivas of the roshiva of Chevron yeshiva, a great Gain, and a great Tamat Chacham, and a grandson, unfortunately, was nifted at a very young age, a four-year-old grandson in a tragic event. And he gave a hesped, and he said that we recognize that really HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mishpatecha Toim other HaOda Vaheim Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mishpat, we can't understand. But we realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is for good. And that's a nice uh, thing to say. The other thing is to live it. And he was imploring the the people in his his, his own family to, to really try to inculcate it into themselves. I saw a mice about a woman who lost her husband tragically in a very sudden uh, death. Uh, he had a major heart attack. She was left as a as an almana together with ten children, and they sat shiva, and you can imagine it wasn't a very pleasant pleasant uh, situation, a tragic situation. And after the at the end of the Shiva she told all the children, Okay, now we're gonna go to the Kaisal. She took them to the Kaisal. And they said, what are we going to the customer for? Because we want to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all the years that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, your father and gave, gave me my husband, recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us all this goodness. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is good. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that this is the way it should be, that this tzaddik, whoever he was, should be taken away, that's also good. And therefore we have to go and we have to express it to Ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi said, this is also an answer this is a, s- a partial answer to the union of why the Nechama Ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu is telling us that even during these times of, of difficulties but was is constantly being Menachamas, Kodesh is the one that gives us this ability to be able to continue our lives and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted, he wanted to go into the La- Eretz to the good land Eretz well is as as the place of the good land Um. There's another thing that it says in the parsha. The parsha says that a person should recognize. <laughs> says, "Look at all the chukim and the shpatim that Hashem commanded us to do." And then the pasuk says, dalat You should guard them. You should do them. And Rashi says, "Guarding them is learning mishnayos. Asisim means doing them is completing the mitzvahs." And then the pasuk says, ubinaschem This is your wisdom. This is your understanding in front of the nations. The nations, when they see us doing mitzvahs, when they see us learning Torah, then, as Rashi says, That will make them, that they will consider us, that we are considered wise in front of the nations. As the Pasuk says, They will say there's no other nation that is wise and smart like this great nation. So I'm that the, uh, one of the Rabbonim in Lakewood was going to an asifa in the in the Lower East Side once. and exactly to us. He was going to a simcha, and it was I guess a rainy day, and his shoes got muddy, so he decided to go in to get a shoe shine from a local shoe shine guy, a black man. Today you have to be very very careful, right? How you describe that? But this person was a person that that was his job. His job was to give shoe shine, so he stopped off and he got his shoes shined. And he wanted to make some conversation. So he said that that was the end of the year 2000, and right when there was, everyone was worried about what's gonna happen with the computers. I've got there was a term that was used to describe it. They thought the whole world was gonna be taken over by the computers, which it, we see now it has, it has been. But at that point, they were worried all the computers were gonna break down. So he turned to the to the African-American, uh, politically correct uh, shoeshine person, and he said, um, so what do you say about the uh, two thousand uh, the problem of the computers? So he says, "Man, I don't know nothing about that, nothing about computers." But I want to tell you, if Rabbi Feinstein was here, he would give us the answers to everything. So this Lakewood R- 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 Rav was like shocked, like, "How does this person know?" <laughs> Rabbi Feinstein says, "How do you know, Rabbi Feinstein?" He says, "I know Rabbi Feinstein because every day when he was alive, and he would walk by my store on the way to his." Yeshiva, he would come in and he would say hello to me. He would say good morning. He treated me like a human being, and I know he was very, very smart, and he would know uh, he would know about everything. So what do we see? We see from over here that if we keep the mitzvahs, the mitzvahs, and we show the world that the Torah and the mitzvahs are a way of life. (laughs) This is another interpretation of how we should uh, become people that um, elevate our lives and we elevate the lives which are surrounding us. Um, you know, I um, heard that Rav, the Stipler, when Rav Moshe Zatzal came for the Knessia G'dayla in Eretz Yisrael, the next to last time, I think it was in the mid-60s, and the Stipler said that he wanted to go to the Knessiah just to see Rav Moshe in order to make the bracha of Shacholak Michachmosa L'Reiv and I heard that he told Rav Chaim kept on asking him is Rav Moshe here is a Feinstein here because he knew that Rav Moshe's atzal was that person that you can make a bracha on <laughs> and and that's an amazing see how the good looked at each other I saw that a person once wanted to make a bracha on Rav Moshe And he asked Rav Misha, he allowed to make, can he make a bracha? So, first first Rav Misha said, Ah, you should have asked me better about the Satna Rebbe and Rabbiankov, right? Like he was trying to deflect the covet from himself. But when a person pressed him and asked him if he could make the bracha, Rav Misha would say, No, no, no. He would say with a smile, and that meant that he allowed it. And Rav Misha used to answer, i to the bracha. So, Rav Misha knew that he inculcated into himself the best of what the Chachma and the bina, and this is what the, not only does there's the, there's the Yiddish of see, but even the Umas HaOlam they also see. Now basically, this week's parish is so packed with so many important things. One of the important things that I mentioned is the Indian of Kriyashma. Kriyashma is the union of announcing our Amuna in HaKadosh Baruch And it's such an important, important mitzvah, which we unfortunately like many many mitzvahs this is a mitzvah that we complete twi- twice a day but if we don't take heed to it and we're not old Malchus Hashem, we run through it like we unfortunately sometimes do and we have to be honest with ourselves so we lose out on so much importance because not only does it teach about the union of but it speaks about it speaks about the union of teaching Torah and the Inyan of Mesiris Nefesh. And as someone commented, that this is not really a regular tefillah. This is really a mission statement of who we are as people. This is who we are. We are people that we bring munna into the world. And I think it's important, especially in these days, we should try our utmost to reflect upon this and to extend ourselves, to be macabre in ourselves, to daven at least to kriyashma, to say the words with more kavana, as the Pasuk, as rashi comments on the Pasuk, Asher hayoyim, Hu, like he commanded us today and Rashi says you we should take a look that every single day this shouldn't be like an old statement which we say we've said it you no know, every single day it should be like a new statement that the, the the king of kings has commanded us and that we have a relationship with him I remember that uh, in the last years of Reb Yaakov Zetzal, he stayed at his daughter's house, Reb Diskin. she should be in Baltimore, and they were then neighbors with my late parents. And we used to go to Davin, many times when I was in America, we would go to Davin with Reb Yaakov, and I remember being there for Shabbos once, and my father went over, and Reb Diskin's asked my father to speak to Reb Yaakov, he knew him very, very well, and my father was telling him very Torah, and Reb Yaakov was quiet the entire time. But when it came time for Myrev at the end of Shabbos, he davened. And when it came to this mantra for Kriyashmer, had a very distinctive way of speaking. And I remember him saying out loud the words, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elikenu, Hashem Echad." And then he said, hafto es. And he said each word with tremendous, tremendous deliberation and with kavana. And he was old and he was sick. And the entire time before this, he, wasn't, he was quiet. He didn't speak. I remember my father commented and he said an amazing thing. He said, Ibn was from the Kelom Rebbeis Medrash. He learned from the Kelom. And in Kelem they were very, very nizar in a, their language. They wouldn't say one extra word, one extra phrase. Every single word was deliberate. Every single word had tremendous kavana in their regular talk. And it could be that Ibn at that point when he wasn't well, he was afraid that he wouldn't say the proper wording, and he wouldn't say the proper things, and if he was just quiet. But when it came the time for Kriyashma, Kriyashma, where you can't be quiet, Kriyashma, where you have to ex- express your uh, belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then each word was important. So therefore, he he, he strengthened himself. And he said each word, each word with tremendous phraseology, tremendous concentration, each word, Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, had tremendous, tremendous potent potency. And this is the Kabbalah Sol Malcha Shemayim. Rabbi we should have this Shabbos, the Kayach of the Shabbos Nachamu, the, the Koyach of uh, Parashers of Eschanan, the Kayach of Tuba'av. And all of this... We should be able to elevate ourselves. We should ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu beseech from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, please, Ebrana El Arutz bring us into the good land, where we will be zochim to the coming of Mashiach, the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash, where all of us will be joyous, will be able to dance together with Mashiach. Tzidkenu, Hareiv Yameinu, Amein for this week. It's from the Navi. The Navi says, Nachmu, Nachmu, Ami. It's one of the Shiva, the We finished the threes of Peronius, the shoulders of Peronius. Now we're going into the Shiva, the And we know, Nachmu, Nachmu, Ami, Yomar, Dabra, Levi, So we look for Nechama. And this is the way Kalay Yisrael goes through the Golas. And we go from mourning, from the day of sitting on the floor, the day of crying over the destruction of the Mignosh and we turn, and a day afterwards, all of a sudden we have Nechama We turn to Nechama We turn to comfort. The truth is, a g- great question. We're going to speak a little bit about some divrei Torah on the parsha, and also about Shabbos Nachama. Try to get some. Try to get some to help us get through everything that we're going through during the time of this crisis as well. And the question is, where's the Nechama? You know, we sat on the floor, we cried, and we all hoped and we prayed that that would elevate us and we should be z'ochim Shem to the rebuilding of the Beis HaMiknosh. But nothing happened. It seems to be the same. Still have the destroyed uh, remnants of the Beis HaMiknosh, and we still have the same matziv that we're in, and that goes through not only for this, our particular matziv, throughout the exile, this is the way it's been. To a certain extent, the maze is still Mutilafanov, the mace is still in front of us. What has actually changed? So again, where do we where does a Jew always look for chizuk? We always find chizuk in the parsh. And the parsh is v'eschanan, and what does it speak about? It speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu, turns to Akharisborhu, and he davins Veschan Alashem Baisahi Laymar. He turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he uses the Lashon of Tchina. Rashi says Tchina is a Lashon of Mat naschina. He's asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give him a Matana, not that he deserves it. And Ba'sahi, he, he does it at this time, and Rashi says, because after he conquered Eretz Sichon V'Oig, he felt maybe perhaps the, the nether, the vow that was made that Moshe Bain is not going to enter into it itself, perhaps the nether could change. And Akadosh unfortunately does not listen completely to his tfilas, as we'll soon see. And Akadosh says to him, "No, you can't go in, Moshe Rabbeinu." But what he does allow him is is a glimpse. Eris, haaretz, he wants to go in. Excuse me, Moshe Rabbeinu says that he wants to go in. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to him, don't ask me any more about this. You can go up to the top of the mount. Turn your eyes. You cannot enter into the land, but he's allowing him a glimpse. He's able to see the land. And the question is really, what kind of Nechama is that? Thomas is as if like a, you know, a person that's in the middle of the Tainas, and they bring him to the house where they're making all the good food, and he said, "Smell all the smells," but you can't eat anything. And Lecher, that's like just you know, like teasing him. So, what do we, what do we, what do we learn from this? So, the truth is, we know that Moshe and davened five hundred and fifteen filas. and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But what was this concept that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was really telling him? The answer is, is that we have to understand that Nachama is Hakadosh is telling Moshe Rabbeinu that you have the power of tefillah and that you're yearning and you're beseeching. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing. This allows you to be zoichah, to see Eretz Yisrael. Not just to see Eretz Yisrael, not just to have a, 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 a virtual tour of Eretz Yisrael, Begashmias, but rather to see the Ruchnias, to see the ikr, the essence are really what it's all about, because the yearning itself, the yearning itself is really the panemius of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu was given the opportunity to actually be Makasha himself to Eretz Yisrael. And the lesson is a lesson for all of us, that throughout the Gaudot, throughout the exile, that all of us have an ability to be able to be Mekasher ourselves to Eretz Yisrael, the wanting to get there, the wanting to be there. The wanting to have a chelik of Eretz Yisrael. And this is the reason why the halacha is that we're supposed to turn to the Mizrach. We're supposed to turn to Eretz Yisrael. All the tefilas are painted to the Kivan of Eretz Yisrael. And if a person is in Eretz Yisrael, That means even if you're not in the Katsh like today, we can't go into the Katsh But we can see and we can touch the of Hamiknes to our tefilas. This is the Nechama. The Nechama is, is the Kayach of Tfila. I want to say over a maister that I said over in the past, a story that happened. I have a friend of mine that lives here in Harnof. He's a wonderful, wonderful dentist, and he's also a big time And when he was sitting Shiva, when his mother passed away, his mother was a survivor from the camps. So our great Rebbe of Moshe Shapir Shlita came, Zatal came to see him that time he was shliṭa, and he was Menachem Avel and when he was there he saw a picture which was on the wall and the picture was a, a a model of the Beis HaMikdash like the way you see in the Mishnayis, a Mishnayis Tamid and it seemed to be a, a drawing which was done by a, a young person. And Rav Moshe was looking at it intensely and Rav Moshe was really in a spa because whoever had written, and had drawn that picture really had a great understanding of all of the Mishnayis because it went with all the Shitas. So it wasn't just an artist's renedition. It, it was a rendition which had the, 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 the Kedusha of the Mishnayis. So he asked him, what is this picture of? So he says, this picture was drawn by a, a relative that was killed in the Holocaust. He was a young boy and there was a story, the story went like this, that this boy was a Ger Hasid, came from Varsha, and he was with his father, and they were put onto the camps, they were put onto the trains to get to the camps, and the entire time when they were on the, cam- on the train, the father was learning Mishnayis Baal Peh with his son, and the son was, seemed to be a very, very, a young boy, and they were learning the Mishnayis of the Beis HaMignosh of Tamit. And... He drew, the boy drew a picture based upon all of the shittas, the way they learned it. And they got to the camps, and we know all the horrors that went on in the camps. I'm not going to uh, belabor the point, but when they got to the camps, they were taken in front of the Yemach Shmo the Mangala, and the father was given to go to the right. The young boy was a young boy, He was given to go to the left. And what happened was, the young boy says to Mengele, I'm going with the Tata. Mengele said no. And he picked up a a heavy rifle, and he banged, smacked, and killed the boy on the spot. I don't know if he did it himself, or he had one of his other murderous henchmen. And the father had to go on with life. What did the father have? The father had not only the loss of his, of his child, his precious child, it was a Talmud Chochem, Tzubim rabbonen, but he lost everything else. But what did he have? He had that picture, that picture he took with him. And eventually he got through the camps. He was a survivor. And he, not only did he rebuild a new life and did he build a new family, I happened to have met that night, I met one of the, the grandchildren of that, of that person, it was there, Agar HaChassid. He's the one that filled me in on all the other aspects of the story. And eventually he wrote a sefer. He wrote a sefer based upon the picture of his son. So the bekitzer, what do we see? Netzach Yisrael le There was a child in the Holocaust that was able to connect himself to the Beis HaMikdash. And that's Chai LeNetzach Netzachim. This is something that is carried with us throughout the generations. And we have it in our power of tefillah. Hashem takes all the tefillahs that we've all s- sat on the floor with, and He puts it into His Beis And the tefillahs, we don't realize what those tefillahs can do. We don't know when those tefillahs will come into play. Could be they'll come to play to be able to bring us to the base of Amignesh speedily, right away. Could be they're going to get us to all kinds of other kinds of Yashurim that we're going through. And this is the Nechama, Rabbi said. We have the Kayach of Tefillah, the Kayach of Eschana. That's the parasha of, that's the reason why we read parish of And right after Tisha B'Av, that's the parish of the Nechama. I saw a this morning, unbelievable Mesa. Everyone's familiar with, it was a great Israeli general and eventually a prime minister by the name of Eric Sharon. Eric Sharon, not getting into all the different ups and downs of his career and his life and everything else. But in the end of the day, he was considered an Israeli war hero. And eventually he had a stroke, and he had some sort of illness, I don't remember exactly what it was, and he became a vegetable, and his children, he, his children, they wanted to try to do everything, they weren't religious, Try to do everything, to try to find some sort of cure. The particular disease that he had, they did research, and they wanted to find that anyone else that in the country that had this particular research. So they found out that there was a Yid that lived in Meishar, this Yid, his name was Rabbi Amram B'loy, not the Amram B'loy, the famous Amram B'loy, this was another person, also named Ramam, but it was a big Talmud Chacham. In fact, he was one of the big Mashkichim for the Badats, and he just passed away recently. This story just came out. It was in this morning's paper in the Yated Nehman. So they made a visit, and they asked if they could visit with him. They went to find out. They heard that this person had had the similar thing, and he somehow came out of it. He survived. So they came to him, and they came with a team of doctors, and they wanted to grill him about exactly what he went through. And he told them, listen, I basically, I have to tell you, you know, basically everything you tell me about what's going on with your father, uh, you know, I can't tell you anything that happened to me, particularly medically. You know, you guys know medicine better than I do. But I just wanted to, I, I, I survived. Somehow I came out of it, and he, was, and he seemed to be perfectly fine. And he ended up living for a long life afterwards, a longer life afterwards. So he says, but you know what? There's one secret something that I do have that I want to tell you. And I think that's the reason why I'm alive today. And what is that? That is that I have children and grandchildren that they daven for me, Rabbi said. They daven for me. And that was my secret weapon. That, those tefillas, that was the cure that cured me from the illness. She says, I can't tell you. If you'll have children and grandchildren that will daven, it could be that will be the cure for your father. Rabbi said, it's a very, very unbelievable story. If we really recognize that when we bring up our children, eventually they'll have grandchildren, that that should be the schus. The schus is that they have the kayak of tefillah. That's the nechama that we have. I happen to be the this Shabbos, we have a bar mitzvah for an enu Avram 2 And the Rebbe and I are planning on going, trying our best to keep to all the rules and regulations. We're going to dive in very early in the morning. The bar mitzvah boy is going to be diving at 6.30 in the morning in one minion, and I'm going to be there. It's an early minion, only 10, 11 people. He's going to lay there. Then he's going to die in a later minion. I'm not going to make it to later minion, but I'm going to make it to the earlier minion. We're going to do our best in order to be able to be misameach with a grandchild. But we realize that we bring up our children, our grandchildren, to use the power of tefillah. That's the Yerusha that we have. Now we want to end off with an unbelievable vart, which we so... We love this vart. And it's not my vort; it's a vart that I saw from Rabbi Avram Shur many, many years ago. Said it over a few times. Could be we said it previously in the past year, but it's such a great vort we want to say it over again. And that has to do with the Tvila of Eschanon, the magical number which is bigumatchvira, five hundred and fifteen. So they they say that Rabbi Chanon and met the bells of Rebbe, the altar bells of Reb bells in Mariband, and he asked him. This question, he says, "What's the concept of five hundred and fifteen? Where did five hundred and fifteen come from? Why dafka that magic number?" So the Belzer Rebbe answered him on the spot, and he said that there's a midrash that says that the Rebbeinu Shalom came down with a machane of malachim, a camp of malachim, and he built the first wall around the base of Mignosh. Now the is bigematria, a hundred and three. And then, the Medjus says, that Avram Avinu, we know, is called a Har. Avram Avinu is called a mountain. A mountain is B'gumatria 205, with the Kailo, that's 206. So that's another jump of 103. Because we said the first machne was B'gumatria 103. And now, there was another wall that was built by Moshe Rabbeinu, by Avram Avinu, that that was also numerically a machine. And that numerical macheneh was 103, and that brought us to Ahar, which is 206 with the Keilu. Yitzchak, the Meder, says it's called a sade. He's called a field. A Sada is, by Matria 309. So again, it's an incremental amount of Kuf Gimel, 103. And that brings us to 309. So he built another wall. So now we have three walls. Yaakov Venus, it's so unbelievable. He's called a bias. He's called the house, base Yaakov. How much is, how much is a bias? A bias is a 412. Again, incremental amount of 103. From 309, you get to 103 is 412 for all the mathematicians out there. And the Rebbe says that Erhalt, he holds, it, even though the Medrash doesn't say it, but Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the Machina and he built the Gag, he built the roof, which is like a, a fifth wall. So again, if he used the Machaneh of Malachim, camp of Malachim, so that comes out to 515. The consummate amount which was needed in order to build the Beis HaMignosh was 515. And all of these were the Koych of the Machaneh. These are all the Koych of the, of the Machina of Malachim. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to enter into Eretzel in order to be able, now that it was completed by him, he wanted to be able to enter Eretzel in order to get to Kedusha. And the Rabbanushim said, You're just going to see it. You're going to be connected to it. Your tefillah is your yearning. That's really the essence of what the base amigdish is, which is a base tefillah. And I always say over this Vart, and this morning I was thinking an additional part, which the Rabbanushim was Mazakami with. And I want to share it with you. It's very, very, this is going to be the end of it. First of all, we see that this is our nachama. Our nachama is that we sat on the floor and we cried and we mourned. What did we cry about? We cried about the mesa mignesh. We want to have the mesa mignesh. That's what we did on Tisha B'Av. Rabbi said, we want to, we asked the question, why, where's the nachama? Rabbi said, that is the nachama. The nachama is that since we cried, so therefore what we wanted to be connected to was like that little boy in the Holocaust. He was connected to something that was never ever taken away from him. He could have been taken away physically, but his mishnayis, his his picture of the beis HaMikdash, of the mokum amigdosh, something that was carried, through, was put into a sefirah afterwards. Rabbi said that's our true Nechama. And it's so interesting. It just came to me today. Nechama is the same words, same letters as machane, as a as a, as a camp of malachim. Rabbi said, what is the Nechama? The Nechama is that we are connected to the machne of Malachim We are connected to the machne of The Rebbein the machne of the avas, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. The machne of Moshe Rabbeinu What is our Nechama? That is our Nechama Our Nechama is because we are the machne Yisrael We are the camp of Yisrael We daven and be'ez Hashem The Rebbein should listen to our prayers We give a bracha to everybody This Shabbos, everyone should have Nechama Everyone should have the machine. We should be in the machine of Akkadish Baruchum. We should be zaychim Yitzhashem. To the emes, be zaychim, to the gula shlema. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.